What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Dubspot Partner Podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got Oliver Lopez of Struck Sales. I talked to Oliver a few years ago when I was in the direct sales team here in HubSpot. Really interesting guy, a lot of insight into the world of sales. Kind of comes at uh, HubSpot from a different angle than a lot of our partners, um, which are you know, mostly marketing agencies or have a marketing kind of background. Um, he comes from a sales background, so he has a lot to say about uh, sales and using HubSpot to help your sales team sell better. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to Oliver and Luke. Welcome to the DubSpot Partner Podcast, where we chat to HubSpot partners about how they deliver outstanding value to their customers in an evolving technology landscape. And now live from HubSpot EMEA HQ in Dublin, here's your host, Luke Curry. Welcome to another episode of the DubSpot Partner Podcast. I'm here with Oliver Lopez out there in Sweden. How's it going, Oliver? Fine, fine. Everything is uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. Things are uh, wrapping up. We're getting a lot of... Uh, traction and a lot of work now in September. As you, as you know, you know the Nordic market markets from before. It's kind of stale in July, August. And especially now people working from home, it's been like August has been totally stone dead, if I can use that word. Yeah. It's, it's now in mid-September, people are kind of um, getting back to business and, uh, and myself as well. So it's been a terrific summer long vacation uh, and, and we're uh, stoked to get the the fall uh, kicking absolutely and i think i we spoke just briefly before we started recording today and i let oliver know that i used to work in the nordics and hubspot as well and in the direct team and i remember the the first i actually started my first day was july 1 um so it was <laughs> let's say it was quiet first month i thought oh my god what have i done you know, yep. <laughs> like, you know? yeah yeah um so it was a little bit a little bit sleepy but um i think it's a great part of the culture in the nordics as well that people take the time when they've got it uh when they've got the good weather to you know go out there and have that work-life balance so that's my that's my i think that's why we we are so productive in the nordics is because we have so bad weather i I would i I mean you could relate in ireland though so so uh, (laughs) so but but it's like it's dark eight months out of 12 we got we have warm summer for maybe three weeks or four weeks, and then the rest of the time we work. Yeah, I like it. So I think that's we've got a, a similar similar culture here where we our our weather does kind of make us. You might you know if we're inside so much, we might as well keep working. You know, um, that's that's true, yeah. so, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, no, it's interesting. So I I think that it's a it's a great kind of um, what you call kind of a rhythm to the year that they've got in. Uh, in uh the nordics and as long as you kind of buy into that so like i remember my second year i basically took a lot of my vacation time in and around the summer um and you know i think it really kind of suited me but it's an interesting way to live for sure so the the company's name is struck sales uh i wanted to get you guys on the podcast because i actually remember you came to a team meeting that we did um over it was over zoom or uh, a video conferencing anyway um a couple of years ago, I just kind of introduced the the company, and I wanted to reach out to you because I still think it's still a little bit, uh, maybe not the unique's the wrong word, maybe, but a little bit of a different take than a lot of the partners that we do have, especially in yeah, Spain. yeah, and uh, yeah. So you, because I, I, I remember you, uh, you participated in that call exactly, and and a few of your colleagues as well. Yes, so so basically, just to jump right in into it, my, my background is as opposed to many HubSpot partners, not a marketing background and not an agency. So we we don't, well, this is the thing, which I think is a good thing, but it's also challenging my, 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 my being, who am I? People are now addressing me as a marketer, my clients. Okay. It makes me like, it makes me happy because I love what marketers do, 
but if somebody were to ask me, what are you? I'm still a sales guy. That's what I do. I close business. I bring in new clients. I sell. But I sell in a, in a modern uh, value building, uh, value creating way, which probably is the reason why people call me a marketer. So, so yeah, you might call us an agency, but I would say we're a consultancy and my background is from sales. So since I, I, when I turned 19 or 20, I think I've been selling all my life. So I've been a sales rep. I've been a direct sales team rep. I've been a f- like over the phone selling. I've been canvas, you know, knocking down door, not knocking them down, knocking on doors yeah. and, <laughs> and getting appointments. So I've been through everything, like from the worst kind of selling, which was a really good experience uh, to, to the fun way of selling, and, and which is actually marketing. To bridge the gap, marketing is, is I love marketing because it gives me a, a chance to, to sell, but in a, in, a, in, a, in a totally different way. So, yeah, I, I would say we're a different breed from, from other partners because we have a background from sales and not from marketing. And I'd like to define us as a consultancy and not an agency, even though clients and others call us agencies. So I guess I might have to give up eventually, but that's, that's who we are, if you ask me. I think that's really interesting kind of take on things and interesting background. Just out of uh, out of interest or out of curiosity, what was your first sales job? What were you guys selling? Uh, washing, uh, cleaning detergents and washing powder over the phone to people all over Sweden over okay. the phone. Okay. So I had I had like like, like you have in HubSpot, you, you start a task, you have a queue in HubSpot in the CRM. Yeah. So I had that queue. But I had it in a physical form, papers. So on the on the on the first side of the paper, it said, "This is the this is Luke Curry. Uh, this is his age. This is his like he has two kids. He lives in this city. Uh, blah blah blah." And then I turned the page over, like the card over, and that told me who I was. So this is really bad. This is many years hey, ago. So this, this has been like stuff. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. Old school stuff. So I used to be like a 23 year old single guy. I was a 57-year-old divorced guy with five children with two different wives, like going really deep into, you know, and the reason was like, this was, I began selling this way because, and what's funny is that people bought from me, not because of the products or, or because of the way I sold, but they wanted to talk to somebody. I wanted to speak to somebody like small business people, business owners on their own, driving their business, having no one to talk to. like So they yeah. wanted to talk to me. And by the way, at, at, and at the end of the call, they say, hey, by the way, what is it you're selling? So detergents and whatever stuff. Send over a few packages. I'll pay for them. Nice, nice to talk to you. So, And this is also like, and I've come a long way from, <laughs> yeah. from when I was 19. Yeah. But it's an experience. And it also tells me something about people. And, and people want to buy from people, want to talk to people, want to be like, uh, want to connect with other people. So, so this is, that was where I began selling. And then I eventually had a, a lot of B2B sales jobs in Sweden. I've, I've done a lot of work in Latin America and the States, actually. So I speak Spanish. So I have a few regions in, in uh, like in Central America where I had clients as well. So, yeah, so the background is selling. Then I started my uh, structures in 2010, where I basically sold my time as a consultant, sales trainer, sales consultant. And now we're deeply involved with HubSpot since 2014, uh, Platinum Partners, and we do uh, everything within the HubSpot uh, like world. 
Interesting. So when you guys got got started with the business, it was uh, sales consulting. When you go into businesses, are you are you setting up a, a similar sales process for every business, or do businesses require different types of sales setup? What's the what's what's that like? Yeah. So so in terms of sales process, I I think that like in many cases, it's not not about reinventing the wheel. It's not about doing uh, crazy stuff for the client. It's about going back to basics and and document what's working. So most clients we work with, uh, IT consultancies, uh, SaaS companies, um, more and more enterprise SaaS, but also like SME SaaS companies. Uh, I mean, uh, the sales process normally contains uh, like maybe five, six, seven steps. And within those steps, you have a few checks you need to, check marks you need to check off before you can move into the next phase. And, And basically it's, all the same. And this is also something many clients tell us and other agencies and other HubSpot partners and other companies, if you go in consulting, they're very different from the first client you had or the other one, which is not true at all. Okay. They're pretty similar, everyone. And it's just that they think that everything they do is so so very unique. And this drove me to actually, it's not translated, but it drove me to write a book okay. a year and a half ago, which is called uh, Sell Value or Die. And that book is all about communicating customer perceived value and basically doing the stuff inbound is consists of inbound marketing, inbound sales. Uh, I do a lot of like I, I do a lot of research. I follow Gartner. I follow the guys who wrote the Challenger sales book. I, I do like the Rain Group in over in Boston as well. I tend to like a consultant, stay on top of my game and 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 bring whatever is happening in, in the states, which is good and bad things. Uh, to Sweden and present this and and map this, this into the solutions and deliveries we have with our clients. So so a lot of sales driven activities, but it is marketing. So so when I get booked as a speaker, I speak on the topic of sales. Like how do we how do we become value sellers? When my agency and my consultancy, when we get hired, it's normally the marketing manager and the marketing team who hires us, which is really interesting. And the reason for that is it's logical when you think of it. They want to bring me in as one of the sales guys who understands marketing. And they want to bring me in and my company in to help the sales team understand the value of marketing because they see me do everything like LinkedIn lives, uh, LinkedIn posts, like podcasts. You mentioned I have a Swedish podcast uh, with, a, with a colleague, Alpov Lopez, member of the podcast. I speak a lot. I do a lot of consultancy work. So they see me act as a marketer. But I'm actually a very, very highly focused salesperson. And they want to bring me in to educate their teams in terms of like, how can we make this? We've been on this for like 15 years, sales marketing alignment. How do we get this working together? Okay. So, so, so the offering is selling hubs, but as a platform. And up on the platform, we do consultancy work to make it happen, to, to help the clients get the most out of, out of the product. Cool. And so when you go into those types of companies, and like I said, a lot of time that you're working with the marketing teams, is that is, is the friction between marketing and sales teams in Sweden, uh, is that that is that type of reflective of how it is in other countries as well? Is that still a problem for, for companies? Yes, so I have a good, I have a really funny example. I, I used to think that the States where I do a lot of my, I, I take a lot of insights and research and, and uh, like I, I, I learn a lot from what's happening over there. Uh, when I spoke first at Inbound, so Inbound in Boston, I've been speaking, um, which is pretty cool. I'm actually pretty proud about having spoken three times at Inbound, wow. like uh, at the main event, not the main stage. That we for another another time. That you we and nice, Oprah but... up there this year, maybe. You know. 
<laughs> not not yet. I have I have a few. Yeah. I have a few years left. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but I, but when I when I spoke the first time, it was all about like market sales marketing alignment and how to get this working and and how to like align the teams. And I was kind of scared because I thought like people in the states they've come so far regarding this. Like they've done this. They've listened to a lot of American speakers. They've, they've done a lot of. They have all these SaaS companies, all these tech companies actually talking about this, like inbound uh, technology, everything. And it's kind of, uh, I was kind of astounded because same challenge. So I would say like, it's the same thing everywhere I've been, like in the States, in Europe, in Sweden, in the Nordics, same challenge. Uh, it's It's been changing. What's changed for the last five, six, seven years is that people want to change in a different way, but they don't know how to do it. So that there's still friction. I have actually one assignment now where the client told me during the first workshop we had, we don't have those challenges you're talking about we're not like other clients and this is the most challenging one until now so yeah so definitely interesting because it's something that i i came before i started working with hubspot i was working at a, a SaaS company in canada for a couple of years um and they had an amazing inbound marketing structure mm. and so mm. so much so that we were like spoiled we didn't really know what bad leads looked like or you know it was very very well structured but I worked at other places that wasn't the case and you can see how uh, the sales team, they get a lead from marketing. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that when, you know, later on after I do this proposal or, you know, and it, it really, you know, when it, when it works well, it can, uh, it just makes everyone's life a little bit easier, and the, especially the, the customer who's getting, you know, context led sales instead of just at random. Definitely. Definitely. And that's the main challenge. It is about content and context. So it doesn't matter if you're in marketing, definitely if you're in sales, you should be looking at what am I communicating? Many, when I train salespeople, they ask me, should I, how many times should I post on LinkedIn per week? And I go like, what are you going to post on LinkedIn? What are you going to say? Yeah. to whom and what would be the end goal somebody reading it so it's all about like tools technology and 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 uh, activity and for me it's all about the message and that's very much marketing but the sales people who actually understand that are way ahead of the game interesting and so when you're when you're talking to these uh, these companies are you like, is there any company or any industry vertical or anything like that that you guys prefer working with or that your your expertise yeah, yeah, yeah. really fits in with? Yeah. Is there anyone that you come across? Definitely. Uh, the more co uh, complex or uh, trendy or cool or loaded with features the product is, the more we want to work with those clients. And I guess you could probably guess why. Because what do you think? What, what do you think we want to work with those clients? They have a, a product that's sellable if it's kind of cool and has lots of features. Or it is, it is sellable. The, the, the problem is, as a sales, uh, when you're selling or marketing, you should you should know a lot about your product and how it fits into companies you you, you try to target. But you shouldn't really push the product and talk about the product. And this is what those companies are doing all the way. The cooler the product, you want okay. to talk about the product. Yeah. It's like a bad date. You know, you're on a first date. You talk about your promotion, your new car your salary, how cool you are and everything. Yeah. You never get to the second date and you wonder, I, why doesn't she want to take my calls? Yeah. Why isn't she calling me back? So, <laughs> so we love companies who are leading with product and focusing on features and, and even benefits. Like those are really good because this is where we can implement an inbound strategy, a content strategy to make them communicate value, awareness, like insights, educate clients before they understand that they need to buy. Such an interesting concept when you put it like that, because there are uh, there are 
you know companies out there that have the best product in the industry or whatever and then i mean sometimes like i said if you're working in that type of um that type of environment you're like why wouldn't people buy this it is the best isn't it and they start double uh second guessing themselves but maybe the salesperson have, hasn't done the discovery properly to figure out why is it the best for that customer you know uh, uh, yeah, that's very true and i have a good example if you're not following joe polizzi which i think many many agencies and inbound and uh, content people are joe polizzi like he, he's the king of content marketing he, he, I listened to one of his latest ap- episodes and he said that you could have a company, a product-led company, like leading with product, or you could have a, a content-led company or an audience-led company. So, okay. so the thing is looking at HubSpot, what, have you, what are you guys doing? You're building a community, followers. Like we love your brand. We love what you do. And you, have, you happen to have a really cool product as well, but, but it's all about community, like the messaging you're sending out. So you could choose one way to go. You could build an audience. You could focus on content to get the right buyers interested in what you do. Then you can launch a product or you could lead with a product for a, for a venture backed company, just pushing more and more money into the, into the sinking uh, ship be, before it sinks or if it eventually takes off like one out of 10. So, so I'm more for the content and uh, like audience driven uh, position of the company. By the way, we have a few products we could help you with, but let's not talk about them now. Perfect. And so like with the, you guys have been around for like involved with HubSpot since 2014. Was there any customers that you worked with that, uh, you know, you implemented your strategies quite well. And there was like the good thing, I guess the good thing about what you guys are doing at sales um, consultancy is that there is a, a, a number or there is an outcome at the end of this whole thing for companies. Is there anyone that comes to mind that went very well with the HubSpot project? Uh, I, w- I would say uh, I would rather turn around and say that we had a, a few challenges, like when we began, because there were there were no uh, the sales hub didn't exist, yeah. uh, like the the sales uh, the operations hub did not exist, uh, service hub no only the marketing hub. So what we did we sold to marketing managers in marketing teams. Uh, I spoke at conferences and all, also at like sales kickoffs to the sales team. But the challenge was like to get this because they were always working in different systems. Like they had the marketing, like Hub's marketing suite, and then they had a pretty crappy CRM, one of the Swedish crappy or the global ones. And they tried to connect the data and, and every uh, it didn't really work. So so it was more of a challenge. And we actually have, uh, it's funny, we're discussing, we're having a discuss, discussion with a, with a client, a prospect. They were our first client we signed in 2014. They churned three years later because they used the marketing platform as an email marketing tool like MailChimp because yeah. they didn't get it. And the salespeople were like signing signed with a Swedish CRM and they wanted to kick out uh, HubSpot as a marketing platform because they could send emails from the CRM as well. So that was kind of a learning we had. So we had more of a challenge, but, but we did like... Sure, we had a few, we had a few really good good cases where we we brought some of the sales team aboard, but it's much much easier now when you can show them that it's yeah. actually you know one platform, one truth, yeah. one database. It's it's so much easier. Sure, I was actually thinking about this when I was researching you guys. Uh, HubSpot's kind of evolved in a way that makes sense for your business, I guess, because it's way Definitely. more sales focused than it had been you know ten years ago. Well, yeah, know, four years ago. Um, especially even when I started in two thousand and sixteen, it was a completely different. Uh, beast completely um and now we've got that that sweet product um where it's going to be infiltrating infiltrating is the wrong word but it's going to be used (laughs) used by different uh organizations within uh, a larger organization all that data goes into one place where the salespeople can kind of 
you know, use that to their advantage and uh, serve the customers better. So I think it's all going in the right direction here. Um, do you know, the, when I think about it, when I talk to partners that we have, like what's the, uh, you know, what would be the, the kind of end goal for you as a company? Are you guys going to be you know, doing business in different countries? Are you going to be opening in the UK? Or what, what's the, what's the five-year plan for you guys? What's yeah, so that's really interesting. Uh, I've taken a totally different uh, path since uh, uh, well, since uh, uh, twenty nineteen. Basically, I I I wanted to build uh, like we were mostly. I think we were ten, nine or ten employees, like uh, doing like HubSpot were stuff and, and like we've always been doing. Then eventually, before Corona and everything, before COVID. Uh, I decided that hey, it's this is not a modern way of driving a company. I I want to work with a consultant-based setup instead. So what we don't have any employees today. Okay. We have consultants. So we have freelancers who are pretty uh, tight connected to to Strike Sales as an organization. So what I can do today is so I've I've left like this is a, for me this is a lifestyle business. I, I I wanted to build and sell. You know like everybody wants to do this. You read it everywhere. You should build a company, sell the agency, yeah. get filthy rich, and then start working even more because you still want to work. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of like why would I do that? Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of people to manage. Uh, I'm good at training people. I'm good at coaching people, managing people long term. It's not my strong side, and I know that. Okay. However, building a network of, of really specialized, uh, experienced consultants, this is where we're aiming. If we're going to be like 15, 20 or 50 people, I don't really have a goal. I, I want to have a sustainable business where I can live a, a, a pretty uh, happy life, not work too much, have a, have a network of really good professionals doing cool client work together. So today we we form like uh, project teams instead of uh, bringing in a few of the employees uh, sitting on the bench uh, and not doing anything and costing you a lot of a lot of overhead uh, to be to be yeah. really frank and honest what what an interesting time that we're living in where that type of flexible workplace is, is quite easy to develop you know i think yeah. the, obviously a, a tragic story the that the covid pandemic has been it's also really brought business you know light years uh you know, for sure yeah definitely. fast forward uh to what it probably would have been taken 10 years to achieve uh, i've spoken to lots yeah. of different t- companies like that where i mean there's another nordic uh company i spoke to where they've taken a a really interesting approach as well where they're just having all of their they're, they're only hiring like decision makers and then they're they're farming out a thing to you know freelancers yeah. or whatever so yeah. they'll have like yeah. a you know head of head of finance and then any financial work that they need to do for their investors or anything they'll have the a third party conduct that so it's that's like- a pretty that's a really cool model that's a really good thought actually that would be something i could i could also pursue like then you would have a like a handful or or two of of management people and then you would outsource the rest yeah so it's kind of like he he called it a brain trust i don't know i don't know <laughs> Okay. I, I haven't met all the team members so i can't vouch for that uh, but it which is an interesting model and i don't think it would have been as easy to uh, kind of raise money in that case if it was uh wasn't the COVID times but anyway i digress um, i think yeah. one of the interesting things about uh struck sales uh, from a hubspot point of view and from a hubspot customer point of view is that i think if a company was looking for some help with hubspot uh, there's lots of uh great agencies out there that can help and um, but if they're also looking for a change in crm but also a an upgrade in their sales processes. Maybe uh, struck sales are the way to way to go. What do you think? I would definitely say if you if you want to like uh, if you if you're looking for real change where you where you're actually so I you might know of uh, Chris Walker Refine Labs. 
American guy. Yeah. We did. Uh, he, he hosted. He joined our. Uh, he was a guest on our podcast. So we haven't released it yet. But we spoke about the death of the MQL. We spoke about the marketing, sales marketing misalignment, and everything like. So, if you bring on uh, like Struck Sales as as a HubSpot partner, we're we're gonna look at not only like to set up the tool and do inbound marketing or inbound sales, we're going to look at like trends, what, what's working in, in the future? What are we actually tracking? How should we, like I've, I've uh, had a few posts in social channels where, where I've, I've been, I, so my communication style is, is pretty, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but it's very, uh, it's, uh, people know where I stand. Okay. Let's put it like that. Yeah. And, and I think the most sales people are, pretty crappy at what they do today, which is very sad because I'm one of the salespeople up there. So I would say like eight out of 10 salespeople are, are really focusing on product. They're focusing on, on pushing features and, and price, everything like which is bad in, in sales. So what I'm doing and what we are doing, uh, I normally do most of the consultancy, but still the team behind me, uh, we, we help organizations to actually uh, convert salespeople into modern value building uh, resources working tightly with the marketing team and bringing business like people talk about revenue operations growth teams so that's what we do we 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 help companies to set up so we have a something we call a playbook where we look at like what are the business goals and what is uh, like what is the messaging you're going out like the value messaging like how are you standing out what are the clients you're targeting what kind of processes do you have um, what kind of an organization do you have to support the processes reaching those clients with this with that message and what kind of a data-driven system support tool that would be hubspot in most cases do you have or not have or need to implement so those are kind of the boxes we walk through when we talk to new clients so everything needs to be connected okay for it to be working it's a really interesting approach i think you know there's a lot of benefits for those potential customers to, to give you guys a call. What I'll do is I'll put all of the um, all of those contact details in the show notes. But Oliver Lopez, thank you so much for joining us on the Dubspot Partner Podcast. 